Hello everyone and welcome to the Hero Podcast, another episode and I have with me here Emma Manley, the amazing designer of Manley Studios and also Loss. Yeah. Um, Good morning. Thank you. I'm here in the studio, it's very cool. Do you like? It's super cool, yeah. I love it. I want to try on some of the leather tops. Oh yeah, I love it. It's such, um, I don't know, it's a it's a studio I just feel inspired the minute I walk into yeah, the, it's very, the space. It's very, yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's cool. Thank you. So thanks for And thank you for on. taking the time to come in. It's lovely that no problem. you get to actually be here and I know. experience it. I thought, yeah. I thought, because I didn't know that I was, co- I didn't realise I was coming to the studio and I was like, oh my God, I'm here. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us, how, how did you get your start and what's your story, essentially? So um, I say this all the time. I feel like a bit of a stuck record, but I do think it's quite important. Yeah. Um, I didn't lick it off a stone. My mum was a designer. So I very much grew up in the design world and the fashion world, I suppose, in many ways. Um, my mum, towards the end of her fashion career, she's now an artist, so she's since moved on. But um, she would have done an awful lot of bridal. So I would have been there for, it was kind of my treat to be there for the fittings and seeing her turn just pieces of, you know, rolls of fabric into yeah. the, these beautiful, intricate kind of detailed dresses and all the rest of it. So it was yeah. something that was very much in the blood. Um, you know, I when college time came around, all I wanted to do was go to LSAD or NCAD. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't want me so much at the time. Uh, it was all portfolio driven. Right. And I wasn't, and still am not um, yeah. an artist in any way. Like, I'm can't very... Draw. Yeah, I, I can't draw. Either. Yeah. I never thought I was creative. And now I'm like, oh, people say you're so creative. And I'm like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, it just just I because just can't, you can't draw yeah. doesn't mean you're not yeah, creative. Yeah, totally. And that's kind of where I stumbled. Thank God for technology. <laughs> I know, I know. So um, yeah, so I kind of went the the scenic route to getting mm. to fashion. It involved an awful lot of um working as a stylist uh in Topshop mm. and all this kind of stuff, and then eventually went to the Grafton Academy, and mm. did did my job there, got my qualifications, and then went off interning. Started in mm. New York with um a luxury sportswear company called mm. VPL, mm-hmm. and then um went on to London to work with uh, Alexandra McQueen. Amazing. I did an internship there for a year. With and him or with Sarah Burton? Yeah, I actually worked on his last two collections, oh, but Sarah was um the girl who did my induction with me. Amazing. So I would have very much had kind of, you know, FaceTime yeah. with her initially. Um, And yeah, you know, I suppose it was... And it, how was that? It like, was, obviously it's a different fish, like, than mm. you would think looking from the outside. Yeah, like, it's it's funny because when say you... obviously, obviously, look, well, obviously it's not, well, then I would, I've read his books and I'm obsessed with him, like, I love yeah. him, um, so I would have been, yeah. I would know it was different than what you would think. Yeah, what totally. A lot of people would think. Totally, yeah. like, I think, I, I, my aim was always to go into somewhere that wasn't this, you know, massive moneyed company. Mm. I wanted to go into a startup, yeah. so I did that with VPL. Okay. And, like... You know, it was it was really paired back. Victoria was the designer and stylist, and then she her her business partner was the money girl. Yeah. And everything was down to the penny, and it was just we really it was run very very on a, like a really lean yeah. budget. And then you that's go to so McQueen, and yeah. at that stage, you know, it was part of the Gucci Group, yeah. and you walk into a reception that has three people on on the reception, and okay. then downstairs is where the PR is, and yeah. it was just very different, but it's so great to be able to contrast those yeah. experiences and that's why you know I love having interns in the studio here from from the colleges in Ireland yeah. because I get to say to them like this is what it's like when you're running a really lean machine yeah. and now once you're finished in Manly you go off to the likes of London or New York yeah. and go work for one of the big boys and see the difference everything has to start somewhere yeah so for me it was quite fitting to see I suppose the final, you, and you where know, if I wanted to be at that scale, this is where exactly this like, is where you go and you can get there big time. Like yeah. there was no, there was no possibility really for me of employment in the first place mm-hmm. because they just, they didn't have the budget, yeah. but then in McQueen, they have all of the budget for employment, yeah. but then the, I suppose even the competition yeah. to even be considered for a place there. It was it was just a different world, but it was incredible. Yeah, and how I did you get the internships? You just like email or? Yeah, I I well, moved over to London and then yeah. I just started emailing okay. places, but McQueen would have been my number one. Yeah. And then they said, can you come in for an interview? So I brought my portfolio in yeah. and it was actually, and I'll always say, this is why I think I got it. Yeah. But the day that I went in, the who then became my boss was mm-hmm. out sick. So two of the interns were sent down to interview me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and they were like, oh, so like, yeah, you want to start on Monday? And I think it was on a Friday. I went like in you for... had a chat and got on really well with them. Yeah, like I don't know, I wouldn't even say we got on really well. They were both, they, they were both German and very serious. Yeah. 
and yeah they were kind of asking me all these really kind of like serious questions oh. whereas I was a bit more about the flowery side of fashion um so I I I don't know like maybe I'm just running myself down Kim. Yeah. but I I was very fashion driven and maybe they saw that and they were like great we're so not you getting like an art. mad outfit like fashion student mad mad outfit No the whole fine art side of things okay. is not me right no no like you no like I'm not going to go sit in a pottery wheel for a crack yeah I'm just like I just wanted to make clothes it's yeah. really it's really simple I just loved fashion cool. yeah yeah so yeah, kind of finished up in McQueen mm. and I wanted to, to move home and I'd started... Were always like, going to do my own label, my own label? Yeah. And it was like, I'll get this experience and then start my own label. Yeah. So, I Like I came from yeah. a family of, you know, where yeah. my mum and dad were both self-employed. And designing, so you're making... Yeah. You're making It yourself. just didn't seem... Yeah. It didn't seem odd to me to start mm. my own business. So I was like, oh, I think I'll start this. And then I'd made a collection and I'd sent some of the pictures, the imagery. I shot it actually at the time over there. I lived with a pal and he uh-huh. was in film studies. Okay. So he got, um, he, he kind of got a team together for me and we shot what was, I suppose, the first manly collection. Yeah. And um, we started sending off the imagery then to various different stylists and editors in Dublin. And things started getting called in for shoots. Yeah. And you're kind of going, all right, they want Why stuff. Did you launch? I remember the necklaces on the Molly Malone statue. That was the first <laughs> time I came. Yeah. I was like, that is genius. And yeah. that was like, it was a launch of something. Jewellery. We'd only started jewellery then, yeah. Jewellery only came in. I remember that that must, was that like 2014, probably? 15. The height of Instagram. Yeah. Isn't that I gas? remember that. That's like, I Look, remember. I can't take credit for, for that. Uh, I'm luckily yeah. I'm married to a, a digital whiz. And yeah. he was like, look, you need to launch your jewellery, but you don't have the cash to get good PR behind yeah. you. So let's just do something nifty. And then we put our heads together and came up with the whole Molly That's Malone brilliant thing. Brilliant idea. Yeah, and did you just leave it there like... Um, no, so the whole thing was that people on their commute to work oh. had to come along and take a selfie with Molly Malone oh. wearing a manly necklace. Oh. So we were standing there with a load of different necklaces. Oh, so they take selfies um, with Molly Malone and then, yeah, look, just loads of passers-by them were like, what's this? So yeah, it ended up, you know, being a bit of a hit. But cool. it was a good way to get the word out that we totally. were making jewellery. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And was it Instagram focused, Facebook? Um, Instagram not well, I suppose it was, it was Instagram, Instagram wasn't big in Ireland till about 20 end of 2016 yeah it was do you know what Twitter would have been our, our, oh, our yes. biggest medium then yeah. so yeah it was very much driven yeah. on Twitter um, oh, yeah gas. I know hilarious I mean sorry I totally like got off topic that's alright that's what this is all about so, tam- so come back actually to college so applying to colleges mm-hmm. so you're saying like I would think if I was told when I was at that age like mm-hmm. oh like I was told I was told like there's no jobs in marketing and I would yeah. be a real marketeer mm-hmm. but I was told don't even apply don't even bother there's no jobs in marketing so yeah. I didn't you know and I was kind of discouraged and my school and I think it's it's different today I think but there's being discouraged you kind of just went well these are these people know so I won't so was it that your family were like no no, no ignore them you're no. a designer Oh God, did it, no. did, you t- did it knock you? Did you? Oh, like, of course it did. But no. Yeah. So basically my mum wanted me to do marketing ah. and she was like, Emma, like you're you made. You need a serious job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, please, you know, just go down the whole, you know, marketing route. And mm. then my eldest sister would have been very much, um, I suppose I, my, my dad passed away when I was 16 and you know, it's a very formative time yeah. in your life. And I was kind of going into fifth year mm-hmm. and I suppose maybe my, I, I wasn't very focused there was a lot going on family wise and I think my sister was kind of saying the same thing where she was like you know Emma, marketing will be a great option yeah third level education really get your degree it, yeah. and it's funny because yeah I was that idiot that didn't listen to her mum and her yeah. sister and I should have because yeah. if I would have done marketing first I think I would have been in a better position to launch Mandy yeah. but then would I have been like oh god you know I'm 22 now and I need to get a real job yeah and then yeah. I'll never go back into fact. Look, yeah. you, you don't know. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. I don't know what would have happened. I think we all end up where we're supposed to end up. Exactly. And I you think know. that for me, I just had this fire in my belly. Like yeah. I told my mum I applied via the CAO to do marketing. I never did. Yeah. Like I just went off and I was like, I, I, I knew I, I hadn't gotten into NCAD. Yeah. So I had some backups. So I applied for um, a foundation in fashion and textiles and clutch mm. to in Finglas. Okay. And that for me was a year course. My mum had said if you prove to me that you can, you know, make that work, uh-huh. then, you know, we can talk about you doing fashion going forward. Yeah. And I was like, brilliant, that's great. So that's what we did. Um, I ended up coming out of that with the Achiever of the Year. 
and amazing so yeah. that was like she was just like something exactly. in you and you're like blind you cheer with the ears so, exactly yeah. so then we agreed and i'd gone for lsad and ncad again yeah um didn't get in again and at that point i'd been then headhunted um to go and work for top shop okay. so it was kind of everything like in, in oxford street to do no it was to in, design or to style in, no 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 first uh to work as a style advisor so it was kind of like through Which a friend of a friend of a friend. In, like, it yeah. was. It yeah. really was. And for me, like it was such a massive learning curve mm. because you don't realize what women want. You just know what you want as a shopper. Yeah. You don't realize what other women want. Yeah. So for me, like understanding that Irish women did not like their arms. I it was didn't like, know that till like only about two years ago. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. So like if we were to sell sleeveless dresses, which we have. Yeah. Um, well, but like no, not, actually, I like we don't like because they're on the people. rails still. No, because in Ireland we tend not to get our arms out because there's not that much sun. Yeah. So people don't necessarily work out in a way that they're kind of like if you live in Australia and you're wearing it's tank tops tone and arms. exactly. Yeah. Whereas in Ireland we focus on very different mm. things. We're constantly in jumpers, mm. you know. So it's different. Um. So yeah, like it, it was a massive learning curve for me, but I don't think I was ever discouraged. I think I just used those years that I wasn't in third level to explore like I set up a, a, a market stall in Cays Lane Market at the mm. time it was run by Ashling Farinella I mm. sold little Jackie O jackets I was loaded mm. oh my god mm. like we were selling that it was amazing mm. like it was it I'm was like oh I remember that yeah like, like it was like, gas mm. because it was the height of the Celtic tiger yeah. it gave me a really unrealistic view of of what it was to be a <laughs> this designer is success yeah, yeah exactly because you're kind of paying so 20 much money quid. around exactly get it. <laughs> you just rent your stall for 20 quid a yeah. week and then everything is just like cash in your pocket oh and you're golden god. Yeah. But you didn't have any overheads of studios and you didn't have marketing budgets Tax and you didn't. and all this crap. Exactly, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. But look, it was a great time. I was resilient. I was young. I loved all the kind of, I don't know, I loved every everything that I came upon on the scenic route yeah. to where I am now. Yeah. And yeah, That's it was really good. Cool. I wouldn't look back on it negatively. Yeah. But I do think you need to be very, like, it's easy to say now, oh, it was great. Like, obviously, every time you get the rejection letters, you're like, I'm not good enough. I'm mm. not good enough. And I think that it probably contributes greatly to why now mm. I don't draw. So even with Manly Bride, whenever I get a bride in, mm. we'll talk about their dress and I'm really reluctant to actually put pen to paper for them. Because And do they expect you to? Not everybody, no, yeah. because they tend to come to us saying, I love your style. They come to me because I'm going to design something mm. that they want. Like they want a Manly. And show them material. Exactly. Yeah. And we talk through it a lot. It's just, mm. I, I feel like my drawing's never been good enough. Mm. Um, And I suppose I kind of just backed away from it for so long that now it's just yeah. not something that comes naturally to me. And that's fine. Yeah. You do yeah. it your way. Exactly. Which is something I would say about your brand. It's very much your, like I'd spot a Manly a mile away. Yeah. And it look, I... I'm Which not, is amazing to be in this yeah. in this world and industry of where like Gucci, yeah. everyone's copying Gucci and they're all doing the same thing. And you go in and <coughs> like a department store and you're like, these are all the same. Yeah. You know, like it's not it's something really cool. that I <clears throat> set out to do in a way like, but then I think like I always wanted a very strong fingerprint mm. and to have a really strong and powerful manly aesthetic. And it just, it kind of happened organically in a way. And now I love that every time we do a drop, it's not like something that it's like, oh, wow, that's so different. Yeah. It's like, it's so distinctly manly, but yeah. just reworked in a slightly different way. And that means that our customers always kept happy because yeah. they know that there's always going to be something for them. And I suppose it's because I have a very distinct style mm. and I'm really selfish. I design for me, not just me. Yeah. But I but want... like my shiny armor I, I buy from me. Exactly. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And I think that's important. Like some designers like Christopher Kane, you, you don't always know his yeah. collections because you're like, that's so mm. wow and different. I've never seen that before. But that's his jazz. You or know? when the creative directors change, like yeah. Celine. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, ooh, yeah. this is not Celine. Yeah. What's happened? Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's okay yeah. too. Do you know? And it can work very well. Yeah. And then it like it back Celine really. is a, yeah. an example of how it's like, what? Yeah. Alienated their customer. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you come home from London uh -huh. and you dive straight in. I do manly. So I came home with um with a collection uh -huh. and uh, my mum very kindly said, you can use my old studio in the house, just right. move in and all the rest of it. So yeah, it just started. I was sending out press releases, not knowing what a press release was. Like even now. How to write a press release. Google. I know, exactly. Yes. Everything. You just you Googled like, How did you everything. figure that out? Googled everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything, literally. 
Um, so yeah, it just kind of started off that way. Um, my first stockist was Bo in the Paris Court Town Centre, mm-hmm. um, or Townhouse. Um, and Bo at the time was co-owned, um, it was Wendy Crawford, she now owns Scout, okay. that's uh, located yeah. in Temple Bar. So Wendy would have been, um, she worked with me in Topshop as a style ah. advisor. So she was like, yeah, why don't you try and set, you know, sell some of your stuff in here? So that's how it all started. Um, and that was brilliant. Like it was such an opportunity to, to actually get product out to the public, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Yeah. Um, so it all you kind of, them there, like yeah, it all kicked like, off from there. Yeah. yeah. And then we got into Brian Thomas create and then we were selling an iron it's and then, you know, I had a really shit online store. Um, mm. and then I met Owen and he was a digital way. And he was <laughs> like, Hey, you want me to build you an actual real life store that functions right? Yes. It's like, yeah, that would be yeah. deadly. So, um, yeah, and I suppose just, it, you know, it's been nine years going. Wow. It's, yeah, it's yeah. very much kind of been chipping away at it and just trying to make it the best version that we can make, yeah. you know, of Manly. And how then, it's changed, like everything's changed so much. So you mm. would have gone through the recession then? Mm. Or was it at? I started at, at like, literally with the recession, okay. Manly started. Which so like quite not the worst thing in the world. No, I thought that if I could sell then, yeah. then when good times came back around yeah. we'd be able to sell more so like yeah. for me it wasn't something that was like overly negative yeah um but I had gone from the days of like the the boom where oh. I was selling these Jackie O jackets for like 90 pound down in, oh, in Cows yeah. Lane Market and people yeah. just yeah I'll take that and it was all grand it was yeah. easy to it being a bit more difficult but yeah but look things things have changed so greatly even what we do here has changed like Manly started off as a women's wear brand yeah and then you know, I suppose for any of your listeners who don't know what we do, we would specialize a lot in leather. Mm-hmm. So with leather, you know, in general per skin, so every single leather piece is, is cut individually. It's mm-hmm. not like you just put 200 layers of fabric on yeah. top of each other and cut them yeah. all in one cut. It's yeah. it's really kind of time consuming mm-hmm. and labor intensive. So with leather, because every skin might have its own flaws, yeah. I actually love the flaws, but it's not appropriate to have certain flaws on certain parts of a, a yeah. garment. So you can get like maybe up to 50% wastage on the skin. Yeah. So I kind of had been saving all these scraps and going, mm. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. But I'm going to do something. Exactly. Yeah. And it was all just over time knowing that something was going to happen. Yeah. So um, back in 2016, then we launched Manly Jewellery. Yeah. And it actually started because I was collaborating with, um, at the time it was with O2, uh, the mobile network yeah. provider. And they wanted Manly to dress they're what they call the O2 Angels in the O2 Arena. Okay. So they were their brand ambassadors that showed um all the VIPs I to their seats. I remember seat. this actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was it was a really interesting project. It's like a it uniform, was, essentially. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, but the the angels were very much there for oh, the VIPs. Okay. And like a cool uniform. Yeah. A exactly. Look. Mm. And, you know, we had to dress like a hundred of them and then they were also in the Aviva at certain times as well. Okay. So it was a really big project for me and um, really daunting, but it was incredible. And I wanted to make something that was really high quality. So my idea was, was that for the O2, people were going to so many different like gigs there or, you know, you could be going to a comedy show, mm. but everything had a different vibe. So you could be going to something that was like pure you know I don't know grime or Mm. you could be going to something that was like really rock and roll but then you know you might be the likes of my mum and her pals who were going to Michael Bublé so you've got all these different audiences so we made the most beautiful dress but then we had neck pieces and be three different styles depending on what the gig was so that was our introduction to making jewellery yeah and that's when kind of manly jewellery was born and then very quickly after I realized that if somebody's going to buy a necklace they probably want a matching bag so then manly bags came to fruition Awesome. Yeah, so they're made using all the um offcuts of our leather. That's amazing. So we're very much into the the sustainable, um. Before and it was a thing, even. Yeah, it's yeah. Funny how things have evolved, even to like. Yeah. Two years ago. I know? know. I know. Yeah, and look, there's new buzzwords every day about sustainability. Sustainability and... doesn't mean anything anymore. No, it doesn't. But I keep hearing it doesn't actually. Yeah. And there's a lot of greenwashing going on, yeah. but I think there's there's also a lot of people who are trying to make real efforts. Yeah. And what I'll always say is it's it's not like it's a new thing for us. We've been doing it since day one. Mm. Um, and maybe I don't shout about it enough. I'm aware of that. You yeah. know, we probably could. But I think the thing is, it's if someone asks, you have the answer as yeah. opposed to, well, no one's at, you know, one care, you know, like what, and that's what I feel like. I think it's time to build it yeah. for that so that when they ask, you have the answer. Yeah. And I think, like, I even think, like, our packaging, I bought our packaging in bulk, yeah. like, two years ago, 
and I'd look like it's non-recyclable but it's like I'm not going to dump it yeah because then yeah. it's zero use plastic like yeah. and it's yeah, yeah. dumped so it's something that really annoys me and I'm like we're getting there we're nearly finished it we've gotten through it but yeah two years ago that didn't even come into my head I know to think about you know I was like great I got a deal on it and yeah well, you were use your business head on, and you yeah. were like, "We have to make the figures work yeah. on this." Yeah, yeah. It's funny, actually. You say about packaging Whereas now, like I wouldn't like if that I wouldn't buy anything. No, Do you know, it's like no, and even my suppliers are taking plastic out of the packaging, and I'm like, "Great, yeah, great." Yeah. It's amazing. It's funny. I remember yeah. my sister saying to me, "Um, she'd ordered a manly, and it arrived on her doorstep over in London, and she was just like." Like, your packaging is beautiful and it's really manly. Yeah. But she was like, don't you think that you should move away from that metallic kind of bubble wrap yeah. envelope, you know, in, t- in terms of, like, sustainability yeah. and all the rest of it? And I was like, oh, it's fully recyclable. We've been using those since day yeah. one. And that was one thing that I'd actively gone after. Yeah. Um, and we took away our boxes. So we used to sell all of our jewellery in boxes mm-hmm. and then it would go into that. So we've reduced our packaging. And for me, that was the way that we could deliver an item. Mm-hmm that is protected but with the least amount of packaging yeah. and it is recyclable yeah. and but then I was there going so do people think that when they arrive on their doorstep yeah. that they're not recyclable and it almost feels like these days you have to put deliver that message yeah but do I want to put you know a, a bookmark size card in saying all of our packaging is recyclable yeah. I don't really want to have to add more paper into mm. the process you know and we use minimal amounts of tissue wrap and we just we we, we make our our efforts and you kind of hope that anybody who is a customer of ours knows yeah. that we are very much you know driven when it comes to sustainability and we make every effort possible yeah it's so important well it's it's so important but it's funny I think that the people that are like a business like yours yeah, yeah. you know that yeah. yeah you've done your research you've gone to factories and mm-hmm. suppliers and you understand and you've been there I think yeah. it's different for now you see brands coming out or people are buying from brands mm-hmm. who are just putting all of their money into their marketing budget and yep. rubbish, you know, and you see where they, and even leather, like I read recently, we were talking about this actually, I never, yeah. but I read recently like vegan leather, vegan mm-hmm. leather is, um, isn't biodegradable. Like no. that's plastic that's there forever. Yep. And people are trying to make the right choice and they might be like, oh, leather. Yeah. But... Look, this is again, it's something I remember being on a panel once and somebody saying to me, what right have you got to talk about sustainability? You make leather pieces. And I'm like, I do. And like, I'm I'm ready for these questions because I I know what my answer on them always is. And I think like if if you look at anybody who's got like a beautiful leather biker Mm. jacket, ask them how long they've had that jacket. And in general, and do you know what? I actually get requests an awful lot from not manly customers mm. who will say, I have the most beautiful leather jacket. I've had it for years. I want it repaired. You guys are the leather experts. Will you do mm. it for me? And it's like, you have that jacket for how many years? Yeah. That's what's called... It's about not buying new. Exactly. It's about, exactly. Like, and beautiful leather boots that, that you're going to have yeah. for years. Yeah. And like the thing is, if you're going to come to us and buy a leather t-shirt the chances are that leather t-shirt is still going to be in your wardrobe Mm -hmm. five years later ten years later because you care for it Mm -hmm. you do not pay 220 euro for a leather t-shirt and don't look after it like that's just the way it is and I think that our customer is very much in a mindset like you have to care for our clothes so you don't buy a manly dress that has like a leather collar on it and bung it into the washing machine that's not how it works you spot clean it you give it a little wash under the arms like I'm forever saying to our customers please stop washing your things yeah. there's no reason to wash that dress after one wear is it just under the arms that needs a little scrub a dub dub that's it yeah. that's what calls give calls or that's what allows you to give longevity to every single item that mm. you have and that's ultimately what's important years ago that's what like yeah. you know i had this conversation with my cousin there recently and she was talking about um she was like oh but what like what can i do i'm just one person i was like oh my god i was giving out your fees and sacks yeah. in the bin and not yeah. like biodegradable yeah. sacks and she was like what and i was like same thing okay they're a little bit more expensive but yeah. peace of mind exactly and she was like but i'm only one person what like what can i do and i'm and she's if like, only why everybody everyone... made a little exactly yeah. that's six billion people doing it or yeah. like three billion people or whatever yeah or it's it's a team effort yeah. it's like sport it is. you don't win a game yeah. you know because one person scores all the goals it's you know it's yeah. a team effort and yeah. we're all kind of wanting to do the same thing people just don't necessarily know how to go about doing it and one thing I always fear is that I am a little bit of a, a preacher about it and I, I would mm. hate for anybody to think that in my presence or if they if they talk about certain things that I'm going to be like 
I can't believe you do that or God forbid they wouldn't have a keep cup you know yeah. and order a takeout coffee yeah. now when it's my own husband and I've gifted him about four keep cups <laughs> and I see him buy a takeaway coffee in a, in a non-recyclable <laughs> cup like I've all the right yeah. to say it to him but you know I, I just think we can all make efforts Do and we best. can learn from yeah, each other absolutely. and I love learning from other people yeah. you know just recently the being tricks. over yeah exactly yeah. I was over in a pal's house and I have a roll of cling film in my kitchen yeah but I never really use it mm. and then she was just like what about the beeswax you know sheets that you put over everything I was like Do you know what I haven't gotten any of those so yeah. I went online There's a girl Irish business she does those yeah that's exactly how I got yeah. them off yeah, 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 exactly. And it's She's it's an little... acorn. She was on my like acorns. Ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. It's so great to learn you can find those things. things. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's all just giving each other little, you know, hints and tips and tricks and all yeah. the rest of it. So or I have my favourite thing at the moment is I have um reusable cotton pads. What pads? I have them on Amazon, like re you know, cotton wool, take your makeup yeah, yeah. off. So I, do, I have reusable ones. So uh, I, I use the Skin Nerds mitt and I do... Um, I do have that, but yeah. that, what, like, it, that doesn't... I have that for like my second cleanse, but yeah. my first cleanse. Ah. I use these and you like literally, they come in a net bag, you fill the bag, you throw them in the washing machine when you've done a lot of them and then you they dry and you reuse them. Oh, that's very it's clever. It's like, I'm like, oh my God. There you go. Yeah. Anyway, See, now... Last point. Another, anyway, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, so you're up and running at nine years yeah. and like... Best thing that's happened, most amazing, exciting, holy crap, pinch me moment. Do you know, it's it's hard. I always find it's really, really hard to pick one thing because mm. the minute we achieve something that we've been going after for quite some time, then the goalposts move yeah. and that's never good enough. So I remember when we launched in BTs and I just remember being there on the launch night with my mum and going, mum, I am I selling BTs, in yeah. brown. Thomas, yeah. this is fucking crazy. And yeah. she was like... I can't believe you're here and the business is only two years old. Like, well done you. Yay. But then I wanted more. I'm like that. I'm like, oh, I did. You know, my wildest dreams things happened. And then I was like. Yeah. Every day it's moved on and moved on and moved on. But if you look back and you think. Oh, that was huge. Yeah. I think another thing for me was, um, I suppose Manly Bride is something that I'm proud of in so many ways. It's something I was very resistant. or Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to do bridal, I think mm. mostly because that's what my mum ended up mm-hmm. doing. And I always thought, oh, you know. No, I'm different. I'm not like her. Exactly. I, I'm not a designer because of her. Yeah. Exactly. I went yeah. to the Grafton Academy the same as her. Yeah. I did an awful lot of things <laughs> the same as her. And as much and all as I like to think that I'm so different yeah. to her, I'm not. And I remember her saying to me, like, you know, it's a really good way, you know, to do business is to have bridal on the side. And I was like, oh, I just, I couldn't be arsed and oh, mm. this, that and the other. And I actually had a friend approach me and say, would you, you know, make my wedding dress name? She knows who she is. She gave me six weeks notice. Oh my God. It was bonkers. But it was so cool because her only brief was, oh, I'd love to wear some metallic leather. And she was getting married in the zoo. And it was like, right, (laughs) this is bonkers. We made it happen. And I remember like I was at her wedding. She was a good pal of mine and Mm. still is. And I I remember just going, oh my God, it's going to fall apart. It's going to be a shit show. It's going to be awful. And she loved it. Yeah. And then after that, then the next one that we did was Avian Garrahue's wedding dress. And, you know, again, Avian's a pal of mine. And and thanks to Darren for giving us I was text Darren this morning. She was uh, like, what are people doing this morning up this hour? It was like 6am. <laughs> I was like, I'm going up to interview Emma Madley for a podcast. Uh, and uh, yes. she, t- she called it out. Oh, All the truckers going, I'm driving from here to here. So, yeah, like, <laughs> Ours yeah. was a little more glamorous. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, having the opportunity to, to be part of somebody's wedding day which is a really important day is something that I never thought that I would um get joy from that connection of like and pride and yeah and it's what I've kind of special it's so special yeah and I think I I, I don't know it's just it's not something that I ever thought that I personally would be into Mm -hmm. and now I'm really eager to grow that side of Manly because I think it's really important and I think it's something that I just get so much joy from Mm -hmm. and you need those projects to keep you just smiling you know like we had a bride um she got married there a couple of a couple of weeks or a couple of months ago Karen and you know all of our brides always have mad briefs and that's what I love about it she was like I want to be comfortable I wear Converse every day so like I want to be able to walk down the aisle in a pair of he heels and then chuck on the old Converse and she wanted to wear a t-shirt 
and she had these kind of re- she just wanted to be really comfortable yeah. and then we got to That's collaborate because cool, it's not it's like she's so not going cool. in trying on forever no. no ivory whatnot exactly you know? and it's like she wants something different exactly yeah. and i'll never forget in this studio the day that she put on she's because i said to her buy a t-shirt don't get us to make it because you know that's just the easiest way yeah. to do this and then we made this beautiful skirt for her and just seeing her for the first time look at them together yeah. and just well up and going that's what you're giving somebody yeah. and it's so it's so lovely to be part of it so I suppose right now looking back what's what what's the kind of pinch me moment is every time I have a bride who gets to that point or if I am there for the wedding day seeing them walk down the aisle mm. where you're just like I did that yeah. And I did because yeah. like I do every last bit of those bride's dresses. How long does it take you? Um like look, there's massive extremes. Like Avines we were working on for well over a year. Like yeah. there was a huge amount of embellishment wow. work on her yeah. on her skirt. Yeah. Like that was a phenomenal project. Yeah. But it was a great one for me to work on because I think you need to work on those really big ones. Yeah. And then you can kind of taper it down for another customer who doesn't want as much fuss in the skirt yeah. or doesn't want it to be so full. Um, so in general I like a year and your own dress I loved your dress oh thank you yeah I think about more like I love it I, yeah and I still wear it you know I wear it every year on our anniversary oh, with a pair of cons and a, a big woolly jumper I love it I do I love yeah. it but you know it's not everyone's cup of tea it was yeah. quite oh, bare no. cool. but thank you it's very special yeah I, I mm. felt like it was me mm. you know it was me on, on, a, on a great day yeah thank cool. you <laughs> yeah well, more like Heart warmed. Yeah. <laughs> All the wedding um, tingles. So what would you say, like, so what's been the biggest challenge then and how kind of... The challenge is, is ongoing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a constant challenge, I think, trying to compete. Um, and I just, I, I just kind of say now, like, we can't. Yeah. You know, the, the high street is obviously going through a massive um, flip in its head mm. and everybody's going, well, trying to go more sustainable or whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, we can never compete with high street. Our pricing is never going to no. work like that. I price honestly. Mm. Um, and I think for me, the struggle has been in the past, then we started pricing in order to accommodate sale because it was all about how people wanted sales. So they mm. only bought when you were offering yeah. them something. And now the way we're moving with Manly is I'm completely deseasonalizing everything. So we will no longer be doing seasons. I haven't put out a mm. season since spring, summer 18. Mm. But what we're doing is small drops. Mm. So I will produce what I want, when I want, how I want. want. Yeah. They, don't litter, they don't want to see. No. That's why we all started wearing black in the summer. Yeah. There, year before last, year before last. Because we were all wearing the winter. It was the winter was what was. Out. Yeah. yeah. And I think for me, I don't want the pressure to make 30 new pieces and mm. to have to put them into production, to have to sell them because then you're driving sale. Yeah. If I just have, like before Christmas this year, we've got, you know, a drop um, and it's beautiful full length leather dungarees and also like a new kind of bomber style tailored jacket. It's it's super cool. Mm. And I will obviously have new styles of leather t-shirts out and, and what we would kind of always do, like our, our beautiful silk tops with the leather collar. Mm. And I'll put those out, but I'm not going to feel the pressure to add four new styles of dress to yeah. that. It's like, this is what our drop will yeah. be and that's it. And we're going to do limited runs and everything because I think it's really important to be unique. Rare. In, and uh, yeah. it's rarity. That's exactly that kind of brand. That yeah. It's like, I want something no one else has. Totally. Something. So if you want to totally buy in... trying on stuff when we're <laughs> <laughs> That's why I made you do it in the Manly Studio. <laughs> Just so we could get Got you to me. try on. Yes. But yeah, I think so for me, like the challenge is always going to be there. So the only way I can see of dealing with mm. this is... That I just produce way less yeah. and you know we give people the opportunity to buy into something that's really really unique mm. and really rare so with those dungarees our first drop is for 10 pairs now we've okay. seven of those and th- we've no imagery of them yeah. it's just like literally I'm on like Instagram. you're wearing a little a little orange leather pinafore yeah yeah, yeah. So cute. I'm like oh my god yeah like it's it's yeah. kind of it's it's our staple like yeah leather dungarees yeah. leather pinafores leather tees and you know we've got seven pairs of the dungarees already sold and Amazing. i love that F10, because yeah. they're dying for them yeah. and then our next drop we might do them in a bottle green and yeah. we might do maybe 12 of them and that'll be it and that's kind of what i'm passionate about mm. right now is customers who want to get a piece to wear really... forever I'm that, I'm that, I'm your customer. Like yeah. that's, that's, I want rarity. And I feel like everything flips, you know, 80s uh-huh. crazy mm. goes to 90s minimalism goes to yeah. whatever the 90s were. But, uh, and I feel like 
the market now is so these like online stores and all the like thanks one pennies where everyone wants to wear that Sahara polka dot dress yeah. and I was just like really what yeah. and it was being oh my god I bought the dress everyone has and this I couldn't understand I know it. it's shocking isn't it I know like but it was funny actually because it's different in London living in London it's different there was I was in like Gordon's wine bar down in Embankment you yeah know that? yeah, and yeah. Were these three girls were meeting up and I was sitting there having drinks with my friend and the three of them were in the same dress they were mortified I was like if in Ireland now, they'd actually be laughing and delighted with themselves. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. kind of mentality. And I just, I hope that that flips and that it's yeah. a flip of like, same, same, let's all be the same to, oh my God, now we're all wearing something unique and different because yeah. that's what fashion's all about. Yeah. And it's gotten lost in this marketing campaigns of you need this and you need to all be wearing leopards in 2018. Yeah. You know, like this kind of, in like... I totally agree. Where's the uniqueness gone? Where's the individuality? And then you have people pouring their heart and souls into their brands, like yourself. Yeah. And you're up against that. But then so disheartening. You it is, but you can get really bogged down by that. But I choose not to because yeah. I actually have a customer base who wants what we do mm. and who appreciates what I do. Yeah. And I think it's really special when. So why like, try to be exactly? Yeah. So say for example, right, leather skirts are again are another thing that we mm. would do. You know quite well. So. I've had customers come back to me who bought perforated suede leather skirts off us and I'll always say to them when they buy them, mm. you know when you get loads of wear out of those and maybe it starts to get a little bit worn looking, mm. you know you can come back and we can like stud the skirt. Yeah. So I've had a customer who's brought back a perforated skirt. We did a stud job on it so we did like... And perforated a, is where it's like... It's pimpled with holes. Yeah. yeah, so there's yeah, loads yeah. of um, yeah. kind of... Yeah. Per, I'm like perforated holes there's loads of like um holes it's in this design, it's the pattern it's exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. like but a so cut out but you yeah. could wear a perforated skirt with nothing underneath it's not like the holes are huge yeah. they're tiny yeah, it's yeah. just to give yeah. this kind of texture to yeah. it so we studded um, we went on initially with black it mm-hmm. was a, it was a kind of a grey skirt so we went mm-hmm. on with black mm-hmm. um, studs and then she came back about a year and a half later and we added in gold and then she came back about two years later and we added in oh, silver. Yeah. And I've only cool. texted her recently just to say like, it's been a while. Do you want yeah. us to add more studs to it? And obviously she pays us to do that. Yeah. But she gets a different skirt each and every time. She's had that skirt now. I would say, I'm trying to think the collection she got it from. I'd say she's had that skirt five and a half years. Wow. And she wears it all the time yeah. and it's a different skirt and she loves it and she looks after it. That's what we're about. Mm. And I think, and That's it's not That's what this, it's about. Like, yeah. yeah. Totally. That's and it's, totally. it's getting as many wears out of something as possible. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, right, it's funny, because if you'd asked me that seven months ago, yeah. pre-Pike, I would have said... For anyone who doesn't know, there's a little bubs on the scene now. Yes, a, a little <laughs> mini-manly. Um, so I would have said, go easy on yourself, yeah. because I feel like I worked really hard. I did everything... I just, I tried really, really hard mm. and every second of every day was poured into Manly. Mm. And now that Tyg's on the scene, mm. I don't have next or near as much time as I used to have um, on Manly. And I think that my, my, my thinking around it has changed a bit because I think that Manly wouldn't be here if I'd not have done all of that. Mm. I so feel the exact same. It's weird, isn't mm. it? So whilst I would have said go easy on yourself mm. go out for those drinks with friends when you said mm. no live a little because yeah. I was always the girl who was like I'm so sorry Saturday I've got a night, deadline couldn't yeah. be bothered going for drinks I'm just going to work totally. through I used 2 to 2am I could yeah. be in a nightclub I could be working I yeah, would calculate but, yeah. it where I would say I'm going to work on Saturday and then I'd be like that's an extra day's work done so that's 8 hours and then my friends would be going out and I'd, I'd say I could go out and I mm. could spend 40 quid on pints and local mm. or I could get an extra six hours work done. I'd have 40 quid in my pocket. I'd have a fresh head. And then I could go work Sunday morning as well. That's how I used to do things. And I think now that Manly wouldn't be here if I hadn't have had that determination to Mm. get it off the ground. So like, what would I tell my younger self? Probably to have more confidence in what I did. So it's changed drastically from what I would have told myself last year. But I suppose that's life, isn't it? You know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. But Manly is what it is because I did what I did. Yeah. But I think if I'd had a little bit more confidence in what I did and myself, I probably would have reached a little higher mm. and been able to shout about the brand a bit more. Yeah. You know, I, I used to be so afraid of putting myself up for anything because I'd always say it's not good enough. It's not yeah. good enough. You know, yeah. and even... even and when, is that the kind of NCAD thing in the back of your head, do you think? Or is that just... I don't know. I think it's just... 
I think it's a it's an Irish femaleism yeah, to is. be honest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, my mum was the same. Yeah, that's exactly she. I she can relate would, to that, and I bet yeah. there's people nodding their heads listening to this, yeah. going, "Yeah." And it's and I like think a, even being like I've always said, like being from Kilkenny, there were things I just never like. I probably would have gotten into like accessories, fashion. Yeah. Years ago, only I was down in Kilkenny from, and there was no one around me who did that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something I could see someone from where I came from doing. And yeah. Therefore, I didn't do it. Yeah. Whereas, where would I be if I'd have started it? I know. Earlier. Yeah. Know. I think it's everybody's. Well, I th- I think the majority of Irish women are in the same boat. Um, and I think confidence is something that everybody mm-hmm. kind of battles with, and I see the younger generation now. Even some of the interns that we would have in the in the studio. Yeah. And they're brimming with confidence oh totally and whilst you can turn around too to confident go, sometimes though yeah but then know? I look and I go more power to you yeah I'd rather be able to knock a bit of confidence out to somebody yeah. and take them down a peg rather than have to build them up because I think it's a it's a mm. really hard thing to, is to instill confidence in somebody yeah. whereas it's easier to say to them like yeah look you know that wasn't actually as good as it could have been yeah. you might think it's brilliant but that's not what I you know and I yeah. I just think it's a, it's a lovely thing to now see that people that are that's more great. confident yeah, yeah. There's more, like, the world's open to them, opportunities there, and they can be... Absolutely. They can see people like them doing things. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And what what do you, is your advice to that? Like, advice to a younger... Be a sponge. Yeah. Be a yeah. sponge. Yeah. You, I think... You, I, I don't know how my career or how my life would have gone had mm. I not taken on all the experiences mm. that some were given to me, some I went looking for. Mm. Um. And I just, I, I think it's really important that when you're in those young, very kind of formative years, not to get too serious because you have the opportunity to intern. And for me, inter- mm. like internships were the making of me because yeah. it allowed me to, I suppose, learn on the ground mm. um, and not to get Make a job. And, exactly other people's exactly. time. Yeah. yeah. And not be getting fired from a job because I didn't know my arse mm. from my elbow. Um, so I think it's really important to do all that and to live that moment in your life mm. and say, I'm going to go be a sponge, learn from all of these people in a wide variety of, you know, I suppose different experiences. Like mm. I worked with stylists as well. I had the opportunity yeah. to do so many different things. With Topshop, I learned about customers. I did the whole personal shopping thing. Mm. I learned what women wanted from their wardrobe and how they shopped, their mindset. Mm. And I think it's something that really informs me as a designer. So when I have private clients coming in or just clients calling up saying hey can we pop into the studio and see what you've gotten there it's like yeah grant and when they're talking to me about what they want I know instantly as opposed to just going well this is what manly does yeah my design is informed by I like what this I, for you exactly yeah and I think it's really important because I'm not just a maker I'm a seller as well yeah and I I think that had I not been open to all those experiences has had I not done Cows Lane Market um, and then gone and done various other markets after and there was just so many different things that I got excited about mm. and learnt from and I think mm. that's really important and I, I, I hope now that just because Manly is where it's at that I don't I suppose shun gaining other experiences mm. like when commercial gigs come my way the likes of the O2 Angels yeah. or you know when Insomnia Coffee were like do you want to design our Christmas cup my initial thought was well how would you go about doing that like wh- yeah. why would I do that why yeah because it's a huge gig and there's going to be over three million of those cups so sold cool. in Ireland yeah. exactly with manly plastered all yeah. over them there's all these opportunities that come your way that the initial kind of I suppose lack of confidence in me would say oh god you'll never yeah. be able to do that I've never done a project or signed up to a project that I didn't deliver on and deliver on that I was happy yeah. and I think sometimes you just need that to know that at the start where course you can do it yeah. every bride that comes my way in the first fitting yeah. I'm like I hope I can make their dream come true and then you're always going to get that card after yeah. they got married just saying you made my dream yeah. dress thank you and it's yeah. like yeah you know you have to go through they all of these things in, you need to believe in yourself as much as other people yeah. believe in absolutely yeah. yeah definitely and is there a book do you read books yes do you podcast listen podcasts love podcasts like adore podcasts what are your because favorites? um oh god so the high low is probably oh, but also yeah. like I like the hello. I just I I think that I just have an obsession with two girls. Um so I think that that's that's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um I'm really into food. Yeah. So I love anything got to do with food. Like I love the Deliciously Ella podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and basically anything like Heston Blumenthal's podcast, all of the foodie ones. Yeah. Um Jesse Wears. And it's funny because it's not visual like. Yeah, I know. 
They're but just chatting them out. I know, and I want to taste the food, oh, and hilarious. I know one day it's gonna it's gonna be like that where we'll actually be able to taste food off the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there's a load of really nice Irish podcasts um out at the moment. Love there and Garrahy's last mm-hmm. of your life. Um, Donnacho Callahan one was hilarious, yeah, and you get to like get into the minds of these people that yeah. you don't know, yeah. but it's yeah, it's brilliant. Um, the skin nerd again, you just. I love learning about things that mm. I know nothing about. Mm. So I think we're kind of fairly on it when it comes to Irish yeah. podcasts. There's a lot of them out yeah. there that are doing really well. Yeah. Angela Scanlon's new one. Love oh, it. I like oh, yeah. it's very good. It's really good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm on it now. And then I do audiobooks, but I my rule is, is that I'm only allowed to listen to biographies, autobiographies, oh. or stuff on health. I'm a bit of a, a healthy, I love weird biog- person. I just read Busy Phillips. Yeah. I loved it. Have well, you read it? I listened, I read it with my ears. Yeah, okay. And she narrated it, and it was so funny because oh, you're really? listening. You know how she is on Instagram? She's ga- I, yeah. I just, I loved her before, and now I'm just like, I only read it last week, and I literally was like, it can't be over. Oh, she's so good. She's amazing. Yeah. And it's such a mix of like, it's on, it's just... She's just, it shows that insecurity of even people who you put on a pedestal totally. to see the insecurities of it and yeah. the realness of her. She's so real. Like. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, she's made it. She's got yeah. her own nighttime slot. And it's like, the girl still thinks she's a failure. Yeah. And it's she mad to think that. Yeah. Yeah. And all the, and it, and it goes to show that everyone, like, you, you, the grass is, not even, the grass is always greener, but you look at people and you think of them, like, there's people listening to go, wow, Hannah Mammy, like, she's her own. She's so cool. And I wish I could be like her. And you probably have days where you're like, oh my God. Do you know, like I have days like that and people oh, say yeah. to me, like, and I kind of, uh, about a year ago, like not probably two years ago, people are like, you're so successful, you're so successful. And yeah. I read recently, it's like, once, once you're successful, like, where do you go from there? Like, yeah. You know, and that's the thing. And I didn't feel successful. So I then mm-hmm. like, was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be this, yeah. whatever. But it's just really interesting to see like I, I would say once a month of, of people's heads no one's no one's li- like unless no. they're super egomaniac is actually out there going yeah look at me I'm so amazing look what I'm doing oh totally I would say once a month I, I talk about chucking the tail in with Manly yeah and I'm not afraid to say that because I suppose it's it's the it's way true. it is as a creative yeah. as well you have that mm. constant battle and I think you know what I could go design for somewhere and have the security of a paycheck mm. every week or bi-weekly or monthly and wouldn't that be great mm. I've no security and no kind of predictability with what I do but I also think that that's a little bit what turns me on because then yeah. when we create something new and we're putting it out there to people and to see the reaction mm. like I live off that mm. I love it yeah and I think would I be happy as my husband Owen always says to me oh god imagine you going into a nine-to-five you'd be a disaster yeah. and I'm like hang on I'd be able to hold down a 9 to 5 yeah. no problem and I would yeah. but I need I, I need that that outlet yeah I need the buzz. that exactly and once you feel that buzz yeah. you can't if I got like a 9 to 5 tomorrow to I some, would come yeah. into this studio every night after my 9 to 5 and work yeah. for the love of it yeah. and I think that that's and you know you just don't have the time to do that especially mm. not with you know a little 7 month old mm. um, and I, I, I just think it's it's one of these things that you're always going to have that in your mind as a creative, as a business owner, where you're like, I could take the easy road. And I think with a lot of creative businesses, uh, particularly in Ireland at the moment, and it's something that becoming a new mum that I've seen a lot, mm. is that a lot of my peers who become mums, all of a sudden their businesses are gone. Mm. And it was funny because, as I was saying to you earlier, we're not doing seasons anymore. Mm. I'm just dropping what I want, when I want, how I want. And that may seem selfish to people. It's mm. not. It's just I'm I'm giving what we can give confidently yeah. to our customer it's your business exactly you whatever you want exactly you yeah. know i don't need to i suppose yeah. uh, explain it justify but... it yeah at all like yeah and also it's that's what the market wants, wants. exactly just, i that's think what... sometimes people yeah. think like they tell they're like i want this yeah now. and or they come in and they they say you know the way or they go oh nikki would you not have that i get like do you not have that in a black or in a pink and i'm and then i would have gone oh my god i need to get this black and yeah. pink and then you do the black and the pink and they don't and buy it yeah, totally. because you knew what yeah. the customer needed and it's great to listen to them and get feedback oh your customer but it's is not your best always advisor, good yeah. to yeah. be guided by yeah yeah you have to listen one if you person didn't listen you'd be stupid yeah. Yeah. yeah but it was so funny because when i stopped doing the seasons and it just happened to coincide with the fact that a i was pregnant but also mm. b that myself and my business partner jenny houston had just 
launched Blas. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a pop up store for Irish designers based out in Dundrum. Um, the, well, the first iteration was out in Dundrum for yeah, yeah for three Christmas. months. Yeah. Um, and we were second iteration on the way. Yeah. Um, but it, it it coincided with those two things in my life that were obviously both of them were huge. Yeah. And people thought that the business was just I was just quietly letting it go, and I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. But you see it all the time mm. with women who have babies or whatever might mm. be going on in their lives and it, there's just there's a huge lack of support for creative yeah. businesses it's support it's there's not exactly there's no one to pick up that slack of like no i have a human being to raise here and this yeah. is very important and yeah exactly yeah. but i think that and this is the whole kind of point with creative businesses out there is that it's not always the money that drives them it's the mm. passion for what they do and i think for me just because Tyke's here doesn't mean that I'm going to let Manly go because mm. I've got a new baby on the scene. Yeah. I still dearly love Manly and want to make it work. I just need to make it work for me yeah. in what is the new framework of my life. Yeah. And I think it's really important to, to really, really support female entrepreneurs and small mm. local businesses for that reason. Because creativity, we can monetize everything. Like yeah. I could say tomorrow sell Manly, right? And it would all be made in China. And we'd be using plastic instead of leather and people would be getting... And the manly customer would be completely in Exactly. Yeah. But I'd be doing the right thing by investors because yeah. I'd be monetizing the brand. Yeah. Not everything is about keeping yeah. the cogs in the money wheel turning. Yeah. Like, yes, I need to make a living, but there's also the small, you know, producers out there yeah. that are doing it for... It's, it's part of culture. It's, mm. you know, it's keeping an industry in Ireland alive that a lot of... Like, all of our CMT factories are gone. Mm. There's just such a, a bigger picture to it. You can it. barely get your shoes fixed, like. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, when you think about things yeah. like that. Yeah, no, you're it's so, just... so right. Yeah, and it's so and, sad. And the thing is, I think the way things are going, we will be wearing better shoes that last longer, that yeah. will need to be fixed, but the problem will be there'll be no one to fix shoes. And... Yeah, everything is cyclical, though. Yeah. You know, it it's, it'll, it'll, it'll you know that kind around. of getting stuff fixed and yeah. that, it's... Yeah. It's strange. Emma, thank you so much. Thank you. It's a great chat. And we'll put all of your links and everything down in the show notes and follow Manly and buy some Manly like I'm gonna do. Um thank (laughs) Thank you you so much. Thank you. What a fantastic episode. Isn't Emma just amazing? She's incredible. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I would massively appreciate it if you could rate and review um the podcast or this episode on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts if you know someone who gets something out of this there's loads of nuggets in there please do share it with them and subscribe and you will be alerted when there is a brand new episode so thanks a million have an awesome day